dear listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Counter Narrative Podcast. Today, we have the privilege of exploring the often overlooked aspect of single life and what it truly means to embrace it. I am Rihanna Ojoba, and I have here with me the incredible, brilliant, and amazing Tiara Lua Oluwa Bukumifadei. Thank you, Rihanna. Our guest today is the esteemed Dr. Bella DiPaolo, a social psychologist, and has written books such as Single at Art, Singlism, and Single Doubt. She has written extensively on the single experience, and her work challenges stereotypes and still associated with singlehood. Dr. DiPaolo, welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast. Hi, thank you for inviting me. It's lovely and I've been reading your book and I've just been like asking myself, hmm, should we be single or should we just remain where we are? But it's really insightful and we're thankful for you and for your knowledge. It's really lovely reading your thoughts. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. DiPaolo, you've coined the term single at arts. Could you share with our listeners what it means to be single at heart? Sure. People who are single at heart love being single. It's how they live their best life, their most meaningful, fulfilling, authentic, and psychologically rich life. If they were coupled, their life would feel smaller and less expansive. Single life is, for people who are single at at heart, it's their best life. Hmm. What's your take on that? Like, it actually makes sense. Like, it's they've chosen it, it's their best life. Thank you so much for that insightful answer. So, you know, we often witness double standards when it comes to singles. We see single women being labeled as promiscuous while single men are seen as players what do you think is responsible for this dichotomy in the way they treat um, both genders that are single yeah well it is useful to some people if women stay dependent on men right that keeps men in power Um, but it's not that great for women so they I do well to resist those notions of that if they're single, there's something wrong with them, or maybe they're, you know, sexually promiscuous, or, you know, all those terrible things that are said about them that are less often said about single men. So I think there is a double standard. And when people think of, when I ask people, if they think men, single men and single women are treated differently, they'll often say, oh, sure, you know, single women are pitied. Single men are seen as, you know, sowing their wild oats, and that's a good thing. Or they say that, you know, single women are called spinsters, and that sounds a lot less um, great than being called a bachelor. And all that is true. But there is also a lot of um, putting down of single men, too. And a lot of of the people who are single at heart are men. And that means that they are very mature, um, self-reflective, authentic people. So um i think the double standard is unfair to women but sometimes it's unfair to men too do you think that the double standard is is as a result of the patriarchal society we live in where women are 
yes, where women are expected to get married and, re- and reproduce and oh, yes. okay, okay, yes, okay, for sure. Thank okay, thank you very much for that answer. And then when, mm-hmm. when it comes to double standards, women are supposed to remain pure. Yeah. While yes. men can, how do I put it? They say that men should test their manhood, but it yeah. does not apply when it comes to women. So again, it's it's the patriarchy yeah. and of course- Purity culture. Purity well. culture, yes, purity yes. culture. Yes, and, and it's right. very, uh, purity culture really harms women. Oh yes, it, yes does. It, does, it does harm women. So if we're having this conversation, we have to be able to establish that purity culture harms women. But for men, I do not think there is, and I don't think it even exists for men, does it? No, purity culture is basically for women because women are expected <laughs> to be expected to be clean, to be pure, to marry and stay that way. But men can do whatever they want to do, and it's crazy because okay, you want men to be able to do whatever they want to do. So who are they going to do it to? Why With you women? Want, like uh, like women, and yes. then they say that. Then if you, as a woman who has kept herself, says, you know what, I want to be with a man that's also kept himself, you and hear responses like, how dare you want that? Oh, I'd say you have to mold him yourself. Yeah, they say yeah. you have to mold him. So it means that it's okay for men yeah. not to be, be not to be pure, but it's not okay for women not to be. Yes, yes. It's double the standard. system is deeply rooted in patriarchy. And I think yeah. that's, that's, that's it. Okay, um, Dr. Yes. DePaolo, you referenced Dr. Amy Blackstone's book, Child Free by Choice highlighting that those without children engage in social reproduction by helping others become contributing members of the society. Does this suggest that single individuals, particularly women, are more likely to contribute to their communities than husbands and fathers? It may. You know, single women are very generous and altruistic, and um, they're also really good at friendship. And I think that's one of the reasons why single women, why women often do better at being single than men do because they're very good at nurturing their friendships. But both single men and single women uh, tend to be very giving people. They give to their communities, they give to their, um, to the people they care about. And so I think the stereotype of single people as selfish is exactly wrong because in many ways, single people are actually more generous with their time, with their caring, with their money than coupled people are. You know, I I agree because I have single friends and they are always willing, like especially women, they are always willing. I mean, the chances of me finding a single woman to babysit my children is higher than finding a a male or a, a man. Single man of course i mean and of course aside from the fear of oh he's a, is a man what kind of does he even what, know exactly does he even know exactly does he even know the first thing does he even know what to do without if i say oh, i'm not gonna be around for four hours am i going am i really gonna have those four hours to myself oh it's calling you at every minute to ask you oh what the day is exactly and when it comes to nurturing yeah. friendships i agree with the paulo so many women do that a lot and that's why we have so many men who they cannot even hold friendships and in conversations you're hearing that for example when when i I can tell tiara that oh t i love you so much you're incredible you're awesome you hear men say that oh i cannot tell my male friend that i love them and i'm like why why don't you know omo exactly why you know what is what what you mean by no hope can't you just nurture this beautiful thing that you have with your friend with your male friend with your colleague there's nothing wrong about it and i hope that someday one day Men are truly able to, to, to just leave without having to overthink things or attribute unnecessary things to 
something as simple as I love you. Yes. I love you, by the way. <laughs> I love you. Oh, so sweet. I love seeing that. That is wonderful. And I wish more friends would be like you two, where you are close and you acknowledge it and you tell each other what you mean to each other. Because that's not something that only romantic partners should do. We yes. should honor our friends, let them know how much we care about them because they, you know, they are so important to us. And that's something that people who are single at heart tend to be very good at. They, because they're, they don't have this romantic partner who's eating up all their time and attention and wants to be the center of their life. They are freer to prioritize their friends or anyone else they want to and to have as many different kinds of people in their life as they want without having some romantic partner who's going to feel neglected. So I think friendship can be a real strength of single people and especially the single at heart. And I think that's what being single does to you. It allows you to be so many things to so many people without feeling like you're betraying somebody or you're taking yes. away time that the quality like you're sharing the time you should be spending with your partner because oh you can be you can you can express yourself to as many people as you want without it looking yes. like there's a sort of ulterior motive unlike someone who is partnered you're like oh i can only tell my married friend i love you you cannot tell a single person because you're afraid so it doesn't come off as Oh, as sometimes. you be stepping out on your exactly sometimes it is just oh i love you for the sake of humanity you're my friend i love you i cherish you i just want to hold you i just want to hug you you can't see me anything it's all love t what yeah. do you think oh yes like like dr bella said um single people who are single at the understand um friendships more they yes. are able to navigate friendships better because they do not feel obligated to uh to somebody or feel um, indebted to somebody so they're just really more um, more free with their friendships so dr uh, dr bella in single out you debunked numerous myths about single life including the belief that single people are miserable or lonely and as a society how can we challenge and change these negative perceptions about single people you know i think we need to own those of us who are single especially those of us who are single at heart need to own our feelings about being single we need to be willing to say that we love being single and it can be hard because it's still something that a lot of people just don't understand or they don't they don't believe it's true so People who are single at heart will say, oh, I love being single. And other people will say back to them, oh, you know, you'll, you just haven't met the right person. Or you'll yeah. change your yeah. mind. Or you're young still. And yeah. no, that's not, what it, that's not it. And I think the more we stand up for ourselves and, um, and say that, the better it will be. And also standing up to people who say things that are dismissive or or unkind about single people challenge them I mean, it can be socially awkward to suggest to someone that their beliefs are insensitive or wrong but that's the way we will um get rid of these stereotypes i hope 
And when it comes to these conversations, like like Dr. Bella said, you your tag, like she said, you could be talking about how much you enjoy your peace, your space, your serenity. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you know what? It's because you're right. You haven't met the right man. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It actually invalidates how you feel. How I feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. It invalidates exactly. how I feel. And it's really not, and then you're seen as or maybe you're just so or maybe you're you're seen as lonely, you're seen as bitter, you're seen as angry just because you are not partnered how do you attribute those mean qualities or unkind qualities to me because I am single unfortunately be you single or partnered you can can be partnered and be miserable you can be partnered and not be miserable but it's unfair to invalidate my feelings because I am unpartnered just because you are or just because you think that anyone who sleeps alone should be miserable how do people come up with things like that tiara (laughs) and you know what for the single at heart one thing they all have in common is they love having time to themselves they savor their solitude and that is a superpower because if you like having time to yourself if you're comfortable with your own self then you're very unlikely to be lonely. So the single at heart actually defy that stereotype that, oh, you're single, you must be lonely. In fact, they are very unlikely to be lonely. And they have this superpower of enjoying, appreciating time to themselves, where you take some people, not all of them, but some people who are coupled are just so dependent on their spouse or they're so dependent on being with someone that when they have time to themselves, they feel lonely or they feel um, apprehensive or they just, they're just not comfortable. And that's unfortunate. Too bad if somebody can't feel comfortable having time to themselves, that's, that's sort of sad. And it feels like they're missing out on something like, oh, I should be doing this for this person. Like they feel yeah. guilty just having time to themselves. Mm-hmm. And try to fill it with activities, with things that do not... Yes. Like, yes, they try to fill it. Like, oh, they, they're not used to being alone. So they want to do stuff. They're busy with activities and all of that. Just because, mm-hmm. oh, they feel alone. And like, you know, that there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. So they feel yes. lonely. Yes. yes. So they feel lonely. And then they try to fill oh. up the spaces. They do things that they would normally not do on a normal day. Just so that they're not alone or lonely yes yes, yes. Right. that's that, that's what what happens yeah thank you so much, dr bella and again just uh, um in line with this conversation will the next question that i have says society often equates completeness with being part of the marital unit and what makes a human being complete and how can we encourage this broader understanding of completeness Right. You know, I think every human is complete. You don't need another person to make you complete. But I think what makes a person feel complete or feel fulfilled is if they are living their life authentically. If they feel like the life they are living is who they really are and they're not being forced 
by conventions or pressures or social standards to live a way that's not who they really are. I think we saw that um, over time when it became more acceptable for people to be to be gay instead of straight. And then people who used to conceal that they were gay or lesbian then felt more free to be who they really are. Yes, there's nothing as beautiful as being able to be your authentic self. And in conversations, especially with marriages and being single, you realize that when a person is married, maybe early or what, early, like maybe like in your teenage years, like maybe like from 19, you know, we have people who marry earlier than other people. Yes. And let's say for some reason, the marriage or relationship does not work out. And when they're in this single phase, they start to be, how do I put it? They start to discover themselves. And in that, they're like, oh, I never even knew who I was before I got married. Yes. So they have to go through this single phase and they're like, oh, okay. So now you know yourself, you can be your true self. You learn so many things about yourself. So even if you want to end up being partnered, there's, there's going to be a lot of there will be a self change. introspection be a change. as well. Yeah, yes. Change. You know, and I think it's very beautiful. It's, it's like when we talk about, um, it's like when, we, you know, some people leave alone, some people do not leave alone. We, some people say that it's really important to have that time to yourself where you leave alone. You're able to just be your true self and learn a lot about yourself, life and just not just jump into partnering with people because the moment you become partnered with a person is two things. You do not know if you're going to still be your wholesome self or you have to be another person just because you of want to fit into, fit into their life or their space. So it's really difficult to not be able to navigate all of this, especially how sometimes people crave really affection, yes. you know, and I think it's really important really to have these conversations. And I'm, I'm really like, I'm really um, grateful for you, Dr. Bella, for this amazing thing you're doing trying to um make it you know like it's not it's not um normal that's like it's not normal yes, to be to be single like it's not seen as a normal or regular thing so i i am happy that we have people like you who are making it the new normal who are um shedding light into stuff like this and making it um now telling people and it's okay yes, that it's okay to be single you don't have to be partnered at all costs so thank you so much for the work you're doing we're we're really really happy that you're doing this and thank you so much to say are you are you single or hard here uh well yeah like i'm i'm comfortable based off on dr de paulo's explanation yes i'm comfortable with it like there's no there's no rush there's no and there's no misery around it that's it. There's no mystery around it. So it's really unfair to say that a person is miserable because they are single at heart. Yes. What a remarkable conversation. Shedding light on the richness of single life and challenging societal norms. Indeed, Tiara. You said richness of single life, but these days it's really hard for people to acknowledge the fact that you're single. It's like it's a taboo to act actually say that I am single or I am single at heart or that they are enjoying being single. What do you think? Well, so I think that people are, um, you know, the society, when we're, like when we were brought up, we're brought up to to aspire to being partnered. That's basically how society brings up a lot of, or mostly the people, mostly the children and all of that. You are brought up to see a home. You are brought up in a home. 
to see a home and to aspire to a home so when um you're single it feels like you're going away from what you're supposed to be doing so it feels weird and that's why people are people are a bit skeptical or a bit hesitant to say that oh i am single and i'm cool with being single that's that's and, and that's why the conversation of oh you must be miserable comes in because how dare you be single and be happy as if to say that it's a crime and that brings me to the next thing i want us to discuss do you think there is a difference in being alone and loneliness oh yes there's all there's a difference you can be alone like okay you can be alone and you're cool you're fine you're not feeling lonely right and you can be in a group you can be outside with people and then you're lonely do you understand hmm. so it's different like oh you're alone doesn't mean you're automatically lonely it's two different states being like for now for me now i enjoy being alone a lot actually i enjoy being alone so i stay so when i'm alone i am not lonely i love and enjoy my own company and you do things that makes you happy and you fill up that space because i feel that space with things i like not not trying to please anybody or feeling like oh i'm not i'm not okay right now because i'm alone it's very important to be able to be used to your own um, company you don't have always have to be with people and even when you're with people sometimes you'll be lonely and you just because you're not you're not flowing with them so you'll be lonely just, amongst people or just maybe you're not your authentic self and you know it brings yes. to this conversation how when you hear that a relationship is broken and then you hear people talk and then you at the other end you're like oh i could have sworn that you were happy and you're hearing things like i was lonely i was miserable and you as a single person you you, you can't really you, you can't relate because you're like how were you in a partnership and you were experiencing something like loneliness and misery sometimes it doesn't add up so it simply says that you can be in a partnership and be lonely or even feel alone and sometimes as well you can be single and you wouldn't feel either of these two and just maybe you do but of course it simply also says that there's a huge difference in being alone and being alone like oh i'm all by myself doing what i like doing what i enjoy and being lonely is yeah, I two think, different things. yeah I obviously two different things yes and yeah. it's really important that people stop invalidating how single people feel or projecting on them and saying oh i know you're miserable i think it's really an unfair thing to say to someone yes you know what dr bella said about the fact that oh you can say you're single and they tell you that oh it's because, it's you because you've not found, found someone you're still young you'll change your mind all those things are invalidating of how people feel just let people be to be honest just let people be um i think that wraps up our enlightening conversation we thank you all for tuning in indeed tiara as we wrap up this enlightening conversation let's turn the spotlight back to you our listeners do you have questions for dr bella di paolo or experiences related to singlehood that you like to share connect with us on social media and let's continue this vital conversation and that concludes the main part of today's episode dr bella di paolo thank you for your valuable insights into singlehood and completeness and to our listeners, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Counter Narrative Podcast. Until next time, remember to keep questioning, keep challenging, and keep amplifying your voices. Stay curious, stay informed, and remember, your perspective matters.